Scott, I love learning about Canadian history and stories that we may not have heard of. Like this next one, it's about a mysterious stranger found in New Brunswick in 1859 who ended up living a very well-known life in the community, but nobody ever found out who he really was. There's so many weird things about this story, but we are going to get Craig Baird to explain this to us. Craig is the host of the podcast Canadian History X and joins us now. Good morning, Craig. Good morning. I have to ask you, first of all, where do you find these stories? Well, I do a lot of reading, a lot of searching, and I just kind of start writing things down to, to look at later. Okay, what what is the deal with Jerome? Who is Jerome? Well, that's the thing is we don't really know who Jerome was. He just turned up on a beach at Sandy Cove in Nova Scotia on September 8th, 1863. He had no legs and he was mute and he never talked. He never said who he was. So Jerome was just kind of a name that was applied to him. But there's a lot of mystery around who this man was. So they found him there. You said he was like he was injured, right? He couldn't communicate essentially. Yeah, so he had uh, leg stumps, which seemed to have been amputated by a skilled surgeon and were partially healed, but still bandaged. And he, when people would approach him, he'd just growl like a dog at them. And so nobody really knew what his name was. He would mumble something that kind of sounded like Jerome. So that was just the name that they applied to him as before he arrived at that beach. Okay, so how did he kind of end up as such a part of the community then? Well... For the rest of his life, locals kind of just housed him in their homes through the community. And the Nova Scotia government actually voted for a stipend of $2 per week to support him so he could stay there. And he eventually lived in the home of Jean Nicola, but he never talked about himself and that mystery that was surrounding him. Now, extra money was brought in for locals who would advertise the chance to see him for a fee. So kind of making him like a carnival attraction. And he would also travel to other communities with Jean uh, to be essentially shown off. And he remained in the home. Home, uh, until his death on April 15th, 1912. But his death actually came the very same day as the sinking of the Titanic. So it was very much overshadowed by that. Okay. And so I understand he had like a fear of doctors too. He did. And that might be related to the possible origin because in 1859, a few years before Jerome was found, there was a story of a man at a logging camp in Chipman, New Brunswick, who fell into a lake and his legs were frozen. They developed gangrene and they were amputated. And so he was cared for by the locals in Chipman. But then the town council decided that that was kind of a waste of taxpayer money. So they weren't going to allow it anymore. So according to the story in 1863, a boat was hired to take him to a place where he could receive better care. But the fishermen, instead of taking him to a destination, just dumped him on a beach in Nova Scotia. And that might be the possible origin of Jerome. And they weren't able to find out if that was actually the case or not? No, that was well after the fact that those two things were kind of put together. But even at that, that story might not be true because he had very soft hands. So it's not known if he was actually a manual laborer, like somebody who would work at a lumber camp. So it's just a possible origin. But some say he might have been a sailor who attempted to mutiny and he was punished with an amputation, which seems like an extreme punishment to me. Yeah, uh, it does. Theory. <laughs> <laughs> There's theories where he was an heir to a fortune and they wanted to get rid of him to make way for someone else who wanted to make money. And there's also uh, some people theorize that he might have actually had a brain injury and that might have resulted in why he was not able to communicate who he was. And was this during the American Civil War at all? Like during that period? Like they don't know if maybe he was American? 
Oh, it's quite possible because he was found in 1863. So he could have actually been serving in the Civil War at that time. And and somehow maybe he tried to get away. Uh, he was on a boat trying to get to Canada that shipwrecked and landed him on the beach. It's all up in the air. But the time period is uh, concurrent with the Civil War. What's amazing about this story too, um, Craig, is that he did become such a cause celeb, right? Like he was well known in the community. It's almost like the community kind of embraced him eventually. Very much so. Much more than the if, if he was the other person in Chipman. They embraced him much more than that community did because he was able to live there for the rest of his life. And the government did actually provide money to, to help him live there and help to pay the costs. But even then, uh, he was somewhat exploited. But I guess they had to bring in some money so they'd bring people in to look at him. And as far as I know, Jerome didn't seem to mind. And so is he well known kind of in Nova Scotia history? He is for sure out where we are in Alberta and BC. He's not so much well known, but in that area of Sandy Cove, he definitely is uh, very well known. In fact, the, probably the two most famous people from Sandy Cove are the painter Maude Lewis and Jerome of Sandy Cove. Okay, that's really amazing that after the, such a mysterious story kind of persists after all this time and he is so well known. And so the family that cared for him, they just... He lived with them for 49 years. I can't even believe that. That is like a very close family member. It is, absolutely. At first, he was kind of moved around through houses, but eventually he settled with that family. And I think the reason he was able to stay there for, for so long was because he was, uh, you know, people were coming in to see him and he was toured. So he was bringing in some money to pay for the cost of having this extra person. But even so, spending four decades with a family, you definitely become part of that family. Okay, that's phenomenal then. So that uh, is just a, like a little amazing part in this little corner of, of Canadian history. Do people still try to find out who he is? Like, is that work still ongoing? I think it is. I think people are still trying to figure out who exactly uh, Jerome was. Uh, I personally think it might have been that person in Chipman. The dates seem to line up. Uh, but again, that might just be a story that kind of gets invented over the course of decades. So it's very hard to know. But as with any mystery, we want to know who that person was, where they came from, why they were on a beach with no legs. And so yeah. Yeah, people definitely, there's been books written about him, but I don't know if we'll ever actually know who Jerome of Sandy Cove actually was. Wow. And the thing is, when it's a person like that, too, and you think, how can nobody have missed this person, right? How can nobody wonder, oh, where, whatever happened to so-and-so? And he was in the papers, you said. So some, like he would have been well-known. Those papers would have traveled elsewhere. Oh, without a doubt. People would have known, especially in the Maritimes, who this person was, who Jerome Sandy Cove was. So, And his picture is easy to find online. So you would think that somebody back then looking at his picture in the newspaper would have seen him and gone, oh, wait, I know that person. That's my brother. or my, That's my dad or whoever it might be. So is there another story like this that you can think of in Canada, like that kind of a mystery? I don't really think there is. I think this is just such a unique one based on the fact that he didn't speak, uh, so nobody knew who he was, but especially the legs. The legs thing is seems to be what a lot of people latch on to because he turned up with no legs that were still bandaged. So there's this mystery of who took his legs, what happened to his legs, and how, why was he on this beach completely by himself with nobody around? And that's, I think, the, co the yeah. core of the mystery for a lot of people. Okay, wait, he didn't speak, but he sang songs? Sometimes you said? 
Well, kind of, but he, he would kind of mumble his name, Jerome, and he would, you know, sit at the piano and everything, and he'd kind of sing songs, but he couldn't really speak. He was described as having Mediterranean uh, appearance, which is kind of the only real clue of where he might have come from. But yeah, he did kind of mumble things, but he never did speak outright. Wow. Okay. You must do a lot of reading then. And I know from following you on social media, I can see as well, you go to a lot of thrift stores. You dig out some of the old history books when you go to thrift stores, don't you? Oh, absolutely. It's at least once a week I go to a thrift store and find some Canadian history books. Ones that we've probably forgotten all about. Do you read them all? Do you go through them all? Uh, there's, I, I read as many as I can, but usually I buy them for reference materials for episodes later on that I can go back to and, and, and check out and, and find more information about whatever I might be talking about. What is the library like at your house, Craig? <laughs> it's getting larger and larger. <laughs> because that's quite a haul that you get. We're not very good at kind of keeping Canadian history books around, are we? No, I've probably been able to get probably two to five new history books each week that people have taken to the thrift store and really good ones too, uh, that just, you know, turn up their biographies, whatever it might be. So uh, people are definitely not hanging on to their Canadian history books. Well, that's kind of sad. Uh, well, it's good that we have you though, to tell us these stories. So Craig, thank you. Oh, thank you. That is Craig Baird. Craig is the host of a podcast that you absolutely should listen to. It's called Canadian History X, like E-H. X as an A. Uh, so many great stories like the one that he just told us about the mysterious Jerome in Nova Scotia found there on the beach in 1863 and nobody ever did find out exactly who he was or where he came from. And there's plenty more stories like that on Craig's podcast.